This is your boy Gozili, and I'm listening to All Flavors Radio because I'm a born Lucian. Super hits the whole day through. We play them just for you on All Flavors Radio. project you'll ever work on just in case you didn't know the best project you'll ever work on is you the tortoise and the hare you know I remember when I was a kid man and me and my family you know God bless him I love him you know we face adversity after adversity opposition after opposition trial after trial and it seemed as if we could never catch a break you know, we would get knocked down by life and we would get back up and we'd be going good and here comes another blow to knock us right back down by life and we would get back up and man, we started to feel like that quote, you know, fall six times, stand up seven. You know, and I'll never forget as a kid, I would always look for, you know, inspiration or motivation or things to encourage me or enrich me or to empower me and, you know, it was kind of like my little getaway, man. I, I always used to go and read the book tortoise in the hair, you know, because the story itself inspired me. You know, as a kid coming from inner city Atlanta, coming from the hood, you know, I needed some inspiration to keep going. You know, I needed some inspiration to look at my destination and not my situation. I needed some inspiration to stay steady, to stay persistent. And we all know the story about the tortoise and the hare. You know, the hare, he was fast, he was quick, he was equipped for the job, he was supposed to win the race. And then you had the tortoise. He wasn't equipped for the job. You know, he was not supposed to win the race. You know, he was not fast. You know, he didn't have the tools, but he stayed steady and he stayed consistent and he won the race. You know, I think that can apply to a lot of our lives. You know, some things in life you don't need. Some things in life you don't need. I'm gonna say it again. You, you think you always gotta be qualified for the position. You think you always need the knowledge. You think you always need the know-how. You think you always need the resource. You think you always need the right people. No. Sometimes the only thing that you need is that will. Sometimes the only thing that you need is that persistence. Sometimes the only thing that you need is that perseverance. Sometimes the only thing that you need is that attitude. Sometimes the only thing that you need is that, that mind that's made up to never give up, man. Sometimes you gotta be like that tortoise, man. Sometimes you gotta be slow and steady. You know, you may not make the leaps and bounds that you wanna make, but I guarantee you, if you go at it and you punch at it every day, every day you go and you punch at it and you plug at it every day, before you look up, man, you're gonna look up and you're gonna be where you wanna be. You're gonna be at that finish line. You're gonna be accomplishing the things that you set out to accomplish. You're gonna be becoming that person that you set out to become. You see, the thing about life, man, life is not, you know, always an elevator, man. Sometimes we gotta take the steps in life. Sometimes we gotta go through the hard times. Sometimes we gotta go through the rough patches. Sometimes we gotta get knocked down more than we have ever been in order to stand up taller than we have ever stood. We gotta be like that tortoise. Life is not given to the swift or the fast. Life is given to the one who endures. We gotta embrace and we gotta endure. Don't always think because you're the quickest. Don't always think because you're the smartest. Don't always think because you have the most resources. Don't always think because you know the right people. Don't always think because you're in the right position that things are going to fall in place for you. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. 
teach him how to fish, he'll eat the rest of his life. But you gotta go at it every day. Sometimes the only thing you have to do is outlast life. Pain can't last forever, tough times can't last forever, tough times don't last, tough people do. Opposition can't last forever, adversity can't last forever, you can't stay in the valley forever. But the thing I want you to do, I want you to stay steady. You see that tortoise had something that that hare didn't have. He was steady and consistent, he embraced it and he went at it every day. That hare, yeah, he was talented, yeah, he was quick. But he took times off. He stopped and took breaks. He, he stopped and, you know, he showboated. He stopped and said, look at me, I'm the guy. While every day, slowly but surely, that tortoise plugged away and he got it. Let's be like that tortoise. Every day, plugging away. We're getting a step closer to that person we want to become. We're getting a step closer to our goals and our dreams. We're getting a step closer to that employee we want to become. We're getting a step closer to that man of God or that woman of God that we want to become. We're getting a step closer to being a complete person. Friend inside, friend inside that 
Gregory Porter featuring Lala Hathaway Insanity. How are you all doing out there? So great, so great to be back on the airwaves again. I am Wimbo77. And I'm naturally Lily. Oh, how are you doing naturally, Lily? I'm okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Good to have you back. Good to have you back inside the studio with us tonight. Yeah. And um, we have a guest coming on as well. We're going to be inviting Maxine Griffith on. And she's a really quite inspirational woman. Talking on catwalk, talking on fashion and talking on consultation and mentorship. So we'll be getting Maxine on a little bit later on. As well as what are our questions for the week, naturally, Lily? So this week is quite a tense topic so can men suffer abuse at the hands of a woman mm-hmm. and the scenario is what is the best relationship advice someone has ever given you yeah that's right so given the fact that we, we've seen 
an unfolding case going on in the news regarding Johnny Depp. We're going to be looking more at, obviously, his high profile. So his, it's something that we have highlighted on our show before, isn't it, about um, um, males and suffering abuse. However, we're going to look really a, a bit deeper, I think, into the subject and see if that's the case. We've had quite a big response on Facebook, so we will definitely be diving into that one. But first of naturally, Lily, our facts for today. So what are the facts for today? We're starting from number 19, from all the 50-odd facts that we've had over this past few weeks. So the size of your social circle is related to, si- rate, bleh, related to the size of your brain. A scientist at Oxford discovered that the size of a person's orbitomedial prefrontal cortex, the part of the brain that identifies other people's moods and personalities, can predict the size of that person's social circle. The average prefrontal cortex averages out to about 147.8 friends in a social network. I couldn't even imagine having that many friends, I'm going to be honest. Well, on socials... Or in, it's in not on socials, life. it's in a social network, so just generally. Mm, so I know 147 network. people, but I wouldn't say they're friends. Mm, mm. Friends and family as well. Family's different, I guess, but then your friend, your family can be your friends as well, so that could bump up the numbers a little bit, especially in our family. We've got a lot of... <laughs> a big family. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I know a lot of people as well, but I wouldn't consider them all my friends no. in that way. But it says the size of your social circle is related to the size of your brain. So is it the more friends you have that the bigger your brain is? I think it'd be the other way around. Thank mm. you. I think it'd be the more friends you, the less friends you have, the bigger the orbitomedial prefrontal cortex would be. It does it say that though the size of it doesn't the so yeah. we're just making an assumption mm. but i'd have thought that the maybe the less friends that you have not saying that you're more of an introverted person for having less friends but that's generally why you'd have less friends because yeah. you're an introvert yeah so would your core was it called the frontal cortex or the orbital medial prefrontal cortex would then be quite limited because I guess the more people that you know, again, like the more books you read, mind you, that person's friends might be books. No, they're not doing it in that instance. No? No. Because then if it was that case, then again, IQ, and then the growth would be a lot more, isn't it? The more you read. I'm trying to see. I don't know. I can't work out in, in that case if it's the more friends you have that the bigger your brain is or the maybe the article have. would it's say so whatever the what the scientist at Oxford discovered mm. if we can find out that article then that most probably will give us a bit more of an insight as to what is it larger brain larger friend size or opposite what mm. how would it be it's quite an interesting one though about the size of our social circle yeah and some people have really large social circles mm. You know, and I guess is it the life and soul of the party? Having a large social circle and being the centre of attention or being central to that social circle. Mm. There's so much things. There's so much things that can make up that whole... What What is entailed within that? Within your social circle? Yeah. I mean, you've got your friends, your acquaintances mm. and your kind Associates. of... 
you've got your different friendship groups. So you've got your go-to people that you would always, they're like, they're basically family. Mm. Then you've got your friends that you'd go out with more so for dinner, but you wouldn't really invite them to your house. And then you've got, because you do have friends like that. There'd be friends that you'd go out for dinner with, but you wouldn't really want them in your space. Okay. But then are they friends? Are they more acquaintances? Because I, I personally think a friend is someone that's, either family like you've they've become your family mm. or there's someone that you they're your go-to person know quite well yeah all right so friends and the size of your brain it depends so that's one fact tonight so another one is that people with friends live longer yeah i agree with this one so people with active social networks and close friends they talk to live longer than people who rely on family according to researchers at Michigan State University. So whenever possible, make time to see the members of your social circle if it's just for a coffee. And I do that, actually. So, like you said, my friends always welcome around my house anyway, regardless. But some some of my friends will go and meet, will go and have a meal. And I've got Hayla Michelle. And she was very naughty the other day because when we was going through, I was like, oh, I'll get it. And she was like, no. And she, she got the, the tab kind of thing like that so and I've realized that I have really beautiful friends mm. not only outward but inward as well mm. and um yeah they, they make you give you a reason to smile don't they having really good friends and you see that with older people as well when their friendship circle kind of sadly passes mm. they're not very far behind because they haven't really got that network of people to to mingle with and to talk to and to reminisce with Mm. and when they get that feeling of loneliness they just kind of wither away like that last leaf on a on a tree branch isn't it but um yeah so i can see that they keep you young yeah they keep you young i think i'm gonna be an evergreen so always have friends that's the thing when we get older our social circle doesn't just have to be with people that are our our age Mm. because i recall there was an experiment they'd done an and this experiment and it was some younger children that went into nursing an old homes. nursing yeah. nursing home and it brought the elderly people alive it was another man as well I saw recently and his wife passed away and he was on the verge of just like ending it mm. so he just happened to be in a supermarket and it was a young girl's birthday and she saw him she goes hello grumpy old man it's my birthday today you've got to say hello, happy birthday to me and instantly they they formed this bond yeah. this friendship and he said it was like she was an angel that's been sent mm. into his life and they're friends they meet up they have fun it's, it's like an extended granddad yeah but it's her friend she forged that friendship i do think that nursing homes should double up as nurseries that's a really good idea you know because i feel like both of them need the care system mm. so you'd obviously have to have your social workers and your nursery nurses but you also have the children interacting with the adults mm. and the adults that are elderly people. Most elderly people love kids. They like to play with the little, oh, isn't he so cute? Like, they like that interaction. <laughs> yeah. I personally think that el- that um, nursing homes should double up as nurseries. Maybe that's something you could look into naturally, Lily, isn't it? Mm. That's, yeah. that's wonderful. Another great idea. That's what it's all about. Having a great idea and running with it. And who knows? And that makes so much sense, doesn't mm. it? It really does make sense. My and you'd have cats of, as well. And animals. Yeah. Okay. You'd have cats. Okay. But if they've got things like Alzheimer's or dementia, dementia. It helps. Do you think it will help yeah. them? Because when the children go home, their nursing, the nursing home 
is still the nursing home, isn't it? Yeah. So if they have like pets and things like that, they've got something <clears throat> to look after all day but long. But do they allow them to have, have pets? Because pets are friends as well, aren't they? I guess. Yeah. So. But it's the, it's, I guess it's the rule of the nursing home. Mm. And I know a lot of nursing homes are just, you, you just dump your old person there. I know, it's sad. But I do think it should be... I'd love to. I'd love to have like a little... You know, um, what do they call them in America? Retreats. Yeah. But it'd be a retreat that's a nursery, but you have, each person will have a pet if they want one. Yeah. Have a goldfish or have a cat. <laughs> and Or a dog. Or a dog. Yeah. And during the day, we'd have the kiddies. Mm. And in the evening, they have their pets and they go to their, they have their dinner. They have their little social time. They watch their little movie. And then they go to bed. Nice. See, there you go. Yeah. So older people with friends live longer. All right. And it doesn't matter the age of your friends. We can have young people that are friends. We can have older people that are friends. We will all learn from each other. Mm. And like it says, if it's even if it's just for coffee, you sit down, you have a chat, you feel so much better when you walk away from that table. So next one, naturally, Lily. Your hair growth may have to do with your ethnic background. While human hair generally grows at a rate of about six inches per year, there is some difference in growth rates based on ethnicity. According to research published in the International Journal of Dermatology, people of Asian descent tend to have faster growing hair than those of other ethnic backgrounds. I'm not sure if I agree with that I too much. do and I don't. And I feel, like, I feel like there's a reason for this. Yeah. Because I know routinely they do certain things with their hair mm that are more natural and the, the foods that they eat as well yeah are more I'm not gonna say, yeah they're more natural that i would agree that they'd have a faster hair rate okay um what about the because it's it highlights um so the asians tend to have faster grade hair yeah than those of other ethnic backgrounds because it didn't say europeans and it didn't no, say anything so i i feel it's something to do with oh what's happened there oh no idea I feel it's something to do with um, yeah, what they put into their bodies yeah, and what they put in their hair. Because they are the ones that started trends like clay masks and rice water. Mm. And that works. And the rice water definitely works. So is, is it really according to your descent or is it according to the things that you do? No, it's the ethnicity. The way that you eat. It is, it's the ethnic background. Okay, because if we started doing those things, would it not have an effect, similar effect on us? Maybe, okay. but I feel like they're less prone to also get things like split ends as well and tangling. Mm. I'm not sure. As with, with Afro hair, you're more prone to get tangling, you're more prone to get, which can lead to things like split ends, which means that when you are through and things like that, yeah. you're going to get breakage which means that even though your hair's growing you're not retaining length so then okay. you're not going to have the same amount of hair growth yeah are yeah. you whereas they don't have the they like might get the tangling and stuff but they they have less split ends they have less kind of background factors that will prevent them from retaining the length and i guess it, it it's your demographic as well because i know um, in say African countries that hair's tighter and denser isn't it because of the sun because of specific things that's why it grows in that way so that could be um, a factor as well dependent on where we, um, the, the 
we, we come from in the world mm. can have a factor as well. So young adults, next one's young adults are more likely to be living with their parents than their own. Okay, so young adults are more likely to be living with their parents than on their own. Don't have the, the cash for rent or a down payment. You're not alone. For the first time in over 130 years, more people between 18 and 34 are living with their parents than on their own or with a partner. Because it's expensive. It's extremely expensive. Um, um, KJB was just speaking there and highlighted that a housing crash is coming. I mean, everything, we can see that, that there is something really volatile going mm. on in, with the markets at the moment. Mm. So that's probably for sure. And I guess if that's the case, if the housing crash does come, will houses be cheaper? I doubt it. No. I don't think we'll go back to the time where you had a 400,000, because I was watching something the other day and he was saying that money doesn't mean anything mm. because you'd have the last crash, a 400,000 pound house went down to 100,000. Mm. And then all of a sudden it accumulated another 300,000 and now it's worth 400,000 again. So the concept of money, didn't, he's saying it doesn't exist. Yeah. But what I don't think is going to happen is the crash is going to be that bad. So okay. maybe the house prices will go down slightly but that still doesn't impact this group of people because the earning mm. <coughs> the amount they're earning they're not able to save and because yeah. they're not able to save doesn't matter if the housing prices have gone down they don't have so don't no have money it. to put down it's so it's very different to back in the day like when granddad bought his property yeah or even back in the even 80s in the 90s. 90s yeah because it that Mortgages were affordable and they were in line with your wage. Yeah. Whereas now people can't even afford to buy food or pay for electric. Yeah. Much less going buy it buying or having a mortgage. So um, that makes sense that that people are living with their parents longer. And I guess um, if you've got a bigger house, and you can pull together, why not? Why not pull together? Pull your resources especially in this time that we're living in. So I, I fully agree with that statement that young adults are more than likely. So it's between 18 and 34 are living at home with their parents. And our last fact here, naturally, Lily, speaks on taking aspirin d during a heart attack may save your life. I know that's a fact because I teach this. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. So taking an aspirin at the first sign of a heart attack can be a lifesaver. The drug inhibits platelets from forming a clot that can block the artery and cause a full-on heart attack. For the fastest relief, and time is of the essence, chew the aspirin instead of swallowing it. Always chew. What does it taste like? Is it? I don't know. It's a painkiller, isn't it? Okay. But aspirin has um, blood-thinning properties. So when it says the drug inhibits, inhibits platelets from mm. forming... That's um, blood thinning properties. Yeah. Uh, heart attack mm. is usually the cause is usually caused by a blood clot blocking one of the veins arteries that's in the heart. Yeah. Um. So when you suspect you or someone else is having a heart attack, you will give them chewable, oh, so dispersible aspirin. Well, you just give them a dispersible aspirin which they chew on. I heard that it's quite a good thing to take one before you go to bed. I don't know where I've heard that. I wouldn't before. routinely take aspirin if I'm honest. I don't know where I've heard that, but I have heard it. Something about taking one an aspirin before you go to bed. Why would you routinely take a painkiller before you go to bed? I don't know. I have no idea. But I don't know if it's in. Pe uh, no idea. Some no people idea. take it as medication. Yeah. So if you have had a 
a heart attack before some people are routinely on um a dose of aspirin yeah um but yeah it can prevent a full-on heart attack wow so they said so time is of the essence yeah yeah the, the sooner you respond the better Mm. It's oh, it's claiming there that um, if aspirin is part of your daily medication routine, taking it before bedtime might improve your blood pressure. Yeah, even as it does its main job, so working against heart attack and stroke. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've I've no I have heard of that before, um, but yeah, that but it says that if not it to take it just yeah, not to just take it for the sake of taking it. it has to be your medicine that you've been prescribed. Wow, so there you go. Aspirin can save our lives. That's that's uh, an amazing thing, isn't it? So five fun facts there. Five fun facts. First one is that the size of your social circle is related to the size of your brain. And Leisha, the next one. Should we read those next ones? People with friends live longer. Your hair growth may have to do with your ethnic background. Young adults are more likely to be living with their parents than on their own. And taking an aspirin during a heart attack may save your life. So there you go. Like we say, um, I love our fact section because some are fun facts. We've done some other ones to do with um, dolphins sleeping with their eyes open and all sorts and bikes that you can fly as well as, uh, who was it? Um, Alfred Hitch- Hitchcock being scared, scared of, of eggs. eggs. That's kind and of... he didn't like the colour yellow. Yeah. That was weird. I know, it's crazy. So beautiful people, we'll see y'all in five. This is the station with all your music in one place. When you're living with cancer, what makes a good day? Getting some answers. I had millions of questions and I hardly remembered anything the doctor said. Mum said call Macmillan. It was just a call and it was free. The Macmillan support line is here to help everyone living with cancer have more good days. So whatever's on your mind, call us free on 0808 808 0000 today or visit macmillan.org.uk. Dominution Promotions and All Flavours Radio proudly present We Ready to Party Again Boat Style. Come and party on board the permanently moored Teresa Joanne, King George V Dock, Woolwich Manor Way, E16 QNJ on Saturday the 16th of July. Come and join us for a splendid night of fun, music, vibes and grown-up raving. Your entertainers will be Mosty, DJ Specialist and DJ Shyboy alongside the All Flavours radio team of Ninja Man Lloyd, George Flavours, DJ Laro and DJ John J.E. Playing the best in soca, reggae, Afrobeat, soul and much, much more. Smart dress is essential for this one. The first 100 ticket holders will get a complimentary glass of Prosecco and there'll be food available to buy supplied by Sunset Caterers. Boarding starts at 9.30pm and we party till 3.30am. Get your 20 pounds tickets now from Eventbrite or getyourtickets.co.uk We ready to party again Are you? Snapback FM presents a night called Keeping It Simple on Friday 29th of July at the Refreshment Rooms Entertainment on the night from Mr Funky, DJ T Mr Jams Mr Viking, DJ Tibbs and DJ Specialist Doors open 10pm till 4am first 50 tickets are £5 already selling fast then it's £10 advanced tickets and more on the door location is refreshment rooms 25 Broadway London E154BQ 
mooring phone tickets, birthday bookings, hen nights, stag nights, call 07930 or 07831540449 or contact any of the DJs. Keeping it simple, no gimmicks, bringing you good music and good vibes. All Flavors Radio is now looking for radio presenters. Email us at info at allflavorsradio.com. Broadcasting worldwide, online, 24 Flavors Radio. Lower tonight from 8 till 10. Higher and higher and higher we go. Send a big high five to DJ Nigel. How you doing, Nigel? We're also sending our love to John Ken. Guest 210 out of Kleiner Book. Guest 224 from Milton Keynes. Guest 495 out of Munich. Guest number 8. We can roll, we can breathe, we can talk, we can walk, we can stop at the We can smoke, we can do what we want, we can real, we can love, we can stop at the We'll stay true, we'll be you, we'll be up.
Big shout out to all the DJs. Here on allflavorsradio.com. Giving you all a shout out very shortly. Okay, the sounds of the chronics there. Speaking about trouble, here comes trouble. Here comes the danger. All right, naturally, Elise. So, should we go into our word for the day? Okay, but just remembering and and drawing our listeners' attention to the questions for tonight. Uh, the first question is: Can men suffer abuse at the hand of a woman? And the scenario is: What is the best relationship advice someone has ever given you? All right, so just mulling those over, given the fact of what we've been hearing lately on the news, etc. I thought those were really good topics to, to tackle. 
So our word of the day, did you see what it was? Minion. Minion. We know what minion means. Yes. Minions are mini you. Okay. So. Oh. <laughs> a minion is someone who is not powerful or important and who obeys the orders of a powerful leader or boss. So it's not really a mini ass, really, in that sense. Do you think? The kingpin has a group of minions to run errands. Yeah, because they're mini hymns. Okay. Like the little minions, the, the, the yellow, yellow ones. <laughs> also... Who was the one? Austin Powers. Oh, yeah. He had one, didn't he? He had a minion. So a minion is someone who is not powerful or important and they obey the orders of a powerful leader. So in context, Witchy Witch, the Wicked Witch of Westchester, along with her minion, Gobblegool, is intent on taking over the world and destroying Halloween forever. So she's obviously the main kingpin and Gobblegool is her minion. Mm, so did you know that minion comes from Middle French and is related to filet mignon? Oh, filet mignon. <laughs> filet mignon. Oui, oui, like filet mignon. <laughs> the two terms are connected by mignon, meaning darling. Mm. So the earliest use of minion referred to someone who is a particular favourite of a sovereign or other important personage over time. However, the word developed a more derogatory sense referring to a person who is servile and unimportant. Mm. Hmm. So, so a minion is someone that's servile and unimportant, but it didn't start that way. But they're your darling. Yes, exactly. They're your darling. They're someone that you've taken under your wing. This is how I'm going to look at it. <laughs> they're someone you've taken under your wing. Uh-huh. You're delegating. You're basically creating a mini mini you. Yeah. Because you don't want to do the job. You've got a minion to, to do, do it. it. But they're your darling. They're your filimignon. Filet mignon. Have you ever heard that before, filet mignon? I have had filet mignon. It's very nice. Is it steak? Yeah. Filet? Okay. Yeah. Not had it's it. very nice. And does it come with a sauce? It comes with a... I think I had it with like a pepper sauce. Okay. And mushrooms on the side. Oh. It's very nice. Sounds rather good. It's very nice. So there you go. Build your vocabulary. Vocabulary. Get a word of the day in your inbox every single day. All right, so the word for the day is mignon, minion, and today is April the 26th, 2020. Did, did this year not just start naturally, Lily? Apparently not. <laughs> this year just started. The whole quarter of the month of the year is gone. I know, and it, we're waking up, spring is here, isn't it? We've been mm. planting um, vegetables out in the back there. And um, just starting that whole process all over again. Are you planting anything this year? Um, I haven't planted anything yet. Okay. Yeah, we've started getting rid of all the weeds in the garden and putting the pots in the right place. But yeah. I've got some things growing in my pots and I can't tell whether it's weeds or it's a new yield of whatever was in the pot last year did you plant potatoes last year i planted potatoes last year so i think one of them might be potatoes yeah the other pots either gonna be strawberries so i've got a strawberry pot i've got a pepper pot Mm. of sweet peppers i don't know if they i don't think they're perennial i don't think they come back in but they didn't come up last year okay so maybe so I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know what's going on there. All right. But yeah, I've I've definitely got potatoes. So now is the season for that, all the growing and getting your, your, your fruits and veg and everything in. Given the fact as well, we've been um, to the... Have you been to the supermarket lately? It's yeah. very hard to get different things like um, 
it's just like this depletion of fruit and vegetables. Really? Yeah. Unless it's the day that I'm going. I did go into Tesco, um, maybe, oh, it must have been over a week ago now, and they were quite fully stocked. Yeah, okay, so maybe it's going to the wrong place, who knows. (laughs) So just uh, from WhatsApp Corner, everyone, there's this Hay Splash swim cap for long hair, okay? It's extra large silicone swim cap. It fits braids and dreadlocks, extensions, and long, thick, curly hair for women, men, unisex, bathing, swimming, Hats with earplugs and a nose clip. So this is a new uh, friend of mine sent this in. Thanks, Genevieve. Uh, it's a it's again. On uh, it's on Amazon. Black business. Um, check it out. I'm going to post the link into the chat box, and then you can check that out in your spare time. If you if you have started going swimming, I'm not too sure if the leisure centres are open like that now. Yep, they are. They are. So there you go. So if they they. Check, check them out and it's for for us and by us as well okay so we're gonna just go to a quick music break and then we will be back in five so see you shortly
It's wonderful to have you in on the our drive time show tonight. And let me just tell the the, the listeners a little bit about you, Maxine. So Maxine is the it's Maxine Griffith, the founder and creator of the Model Workshop London, and it's London's number one female catwalk and runway coach and models men, mentor. Mm-hmm. Well, that's fantastic, and I have actually been to one of your nights. And I had such a fabulous time, I must say. I'm so glad you did. Yeah. yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Maxine? Oh, well, um, as as you said, my name's Maxine Griffiths. I'm a catwalk and runway coach, but I'm also a creative consultant, um, a conceptual creative consultant, to be precise. And um, that's basically works around the fashion, arts and entertainment industry. Um, I've been in the industry about 30 years now bit of a veteran as some people might say um and seen a lot of changes over the years okay so um, so what is a conceptual creative consultancy uh, so basically what it is it's with people who have ideas um from a creative aspect and what they what i tend to find with a lot of people that are in the creative industry you know they think with their heart not so much with their head mm. and when i started off all those years ago what i found was i couldn't actually get the help that i wanted in terms of trying to get the business up off the ground as it stands today in terms of just having that creative aspect understanding things to do with performing arts artists performances stage management lighting theater all of those things it wasn't deemed as much as a job when i was coming through the ranks Mm. but like now you've got courses it's in college you can study it in university there's so many aspects of it that um i just feel that sometimes when it comes down to your concepts even like with the latest concept creators and people that are putting content up mm. you've got to have a, an understanding some kind of foundation because it's not an instant thing you know people get frustrated just through using instagram and tiktok nowadays yeah yeah and i remember you saying this morning speaking when you was um, uploading some stuff that you work according to an algorithm so you have all that kind of stuff back down uh, so say that again, sorry. Um, you s- were saying this morning that you work according to an al- algorithm. So when you're posting and so on and so forth. Uh... Oh, so like sometimes, you know, I'm, even I'm getting to trying to understand what algorithms are and how they all work mm. properly. Sometimes it's so difficult to know that when your posts are being viewed or when they're being seen. But just in terms of like concepts that people have, what it is most of the time I find is, is that 
understanding what it is that you want to actually put out there and mm. understanding in yourself okay where do i start how do i how do you get an idea especially as a creative which i i know that you are as well how do you get the idea of getting it off the ground and actually turning it into something that you can actually make money from as well yeah yeah and that's the main yeah, thing is it monetizing yeah because as you know a lot of a lot of creators i know work for free yes um, and work for free for long 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 periods of time too long and and then until they finally get paid but in you know like in this day and age now everybody wants to instantly get paid without having the experience or actually no expertise in the very field that they're in mm, yeah so what inspired you to want to go into this area um in terms of modeling or yeah just be like a creative consultant and the, the whole the whole package because you do the whole different things well, don't you? when i like I said, when I started, I well, performing arts was my thing. So I started mm. off, I was a dancer. Um, mm. And I wanted to dance. And I had these big dreams and aspirations of dancing on big stages and doing all of these wonderful things and these great productions. Mm. And then going through, coming out of college, I attended college and finishing my degrees and everything else. It was like, okay, what am I going to do next? I kind of wanted to get into acting. It was, it was all of those kind of things. And I created what I did based upon the educational side of it realizing mm. that sometimes I find that when I'm speaking to certain clients they've you know like I said they've got these great wonderful ideas of what it is that they want to do but it's just finding it now and kind of just putting it on paper like I say from the heart to the head from the head to paper to making real paper yeah. but we don't have paper anymore we have plastic money now don't we or That's credit right. cards or, or, apps or QR codes or whatever you want <laughs> It. so yeah. it was that kind of thing but um i specialize in live events predominantly mm. anything to do with the platform so um stage stage platforms runways shows from working backstage to training to allowing um people and individuals that may have not the accolades or even the expertise or the presence in understanding what it is to actually put on a live show mm. uh, and things can be done so well that I would say, give me a space and I'll create something in it. That's really what I'm about. So understanding the concept and then taking the concept and making it come to life. Awesome. And I know um, from attending your, uh, it's the first Friday of the Ladies month, first. It? So yeah, ladies first. That That's like, that's my baby at the moment um, yeah. alongside Terry G and Colin C. Mm. Um it was based on conversations, to be honest, okay. Natasha. Yeah. It was based on conversations that I had during lockdown with a lot of women who were 40 plus. Mm. And what happened out of that was we found, I found that we were talking about the menopause, we were talking about relationships, there was a big <laughs> death, there was a lockdown, depression was in, hormones were all over the place. Mm. And I was kind of getting fed up of just attending a lot of funerals or, or mm. night nights and things like that and that was now becoming the new rave place and I was like no there's something very very wrong here yeah when was the last time that we could have gone out and you know just enjoyed ourselves without the stigma of like wanting to enjoy yourself but there's there was a doom and gloom it's and like a cloud over of a lost one yeah yeah so in speaking to a few women and a few friends um it just went from one thing to the other um, and just kind of grew. We started it in December, and because I am a runway coach, sorry, my phone's going off. Um, because I am a runway coach, I just thought, okay, I have a 
program that I have, which is called Handle Your Heels, which is open to all women, yeah. um, any shape, size, no restrictions. Um, I do it as a free workshop because I found that even getting back into your shoes and dressing up and heels and feeling good about yourself was a real confidence booster. Mm. So when I created Handle Your Heels, it was definitely a, a workshop that was open to everybody that just wanted to learn how to walk upright, be tall, walk into a room. So I had clients that were speaking on big stages I had clients that might have been walking down the aisle I had lots of different clients but it was all about how you felt confidently walking in your shoes in your heels in your own space and owning your space when you walked into a room so I just incorporated that into the ladies first and one of the things I wanted to do was just have an environment where it was predominantly women where they could just be themselves with no stigma or feeling like they had to prove anything Mm. or feel like just uncomfortable just a zone where there's like-minded women we've all got the same issues going on we've all got the same stuff going on but we just didn't have a space where we could talk freely yeah and what I loved about your event there was like you said women from all walks all shapes all sizes and there was one lady in particular uh, she was so scared to want to walk down that that runway that you created there yeah and it was just and the encouragement so the empowerment that came with it was quite amazing it's amazing it's yeah. absolutely amazing yeah I, you know i think over the years i i was doing my numbers the other day and i think i've trained over over 700 women whether they've gone on a catwalk gone on a runway gone on stage gone mm. to do other things but that feeling of knowing that you know what you can actually get out there and you can do it. You can own your space. That's what I love about Handle Your Heels. And what I've started to love about Ladies First is just the eclectic mix of all different types of women that come through. And I think last month when you attended, Mm. I noticed we we had like 90 women in the room. Yeah. And it was a lot of women. I was like really, really taken back by it all. And I just looked around the room and I thought, this is just beautiful. It was just a beautiful environment, laughing, joking, playing lots of games and presentations was another key thing because so many women have started businesses now yeah. and learned new skills and, and being able to share those skills with other women and telling their stories and telling their journey is really what Ladies First has become about now. So, so it's more networking as well, as well as going and having a good time being able oh, to gosh, talk? Oh gosh, lots of networking, lots. yeah. yeah. And it's quite funny because I think I met you. I met you at Doreen's. It was a gig that Doreen and Heather yes, we did. did we did, I think and I, I met think you before that. I, and if I if I if I tell you the truth, on that day mm. I was just so down. And you know, what I mean, both you and Sylvie mm. um, actually, and and Gavin actually made my evening. And I think I recorded uh, recorded us doing this will be, and it was just an amazing, it was an <laughs> yeah, amazing it was quite laugh. Funny. <laughs> it was quite funny, but yeah. yeah it was a, amazing evening um that was like was a kiss on the sky right that's right kiss the sky yeah, yeah. It's beautiful it was a great event a great event awesome awesome so what we're gonna do we're just gonna um hold it hold it there we're gonna play one of your songs we did just play that one black woman right. oh you did i didn't we, hear it yeah we played that why did you choose that particular song what was one black of woman by judy moet yeah the lyrics mm. in it just personifies our struggles, mm. um, what we've been through, and how much the black woman herself has endured over mm. centuries. Um, we've come through, we come out the other side, and we still keep fighting, we still keep pushing on. So 
it kind of just takes me back to a time in probably I think it would have been about the 70s okay. um and when I hear that song it just takes me back to my roots mm. my rootsified self although I've got short purple hair now um <laughs> there's 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 a roots in me that Naya Bingi, 12 Tribes of Judah kind yeah. of feel that's always there and it just brings me back to that zone where you know the sisters used to come together we supported each other yeah. we cooked together we ate together we cried together we broke bread together and I just feel that sometimes the black woman is so disfranchised amongst mm -hmm. ourselves now in competing in so many areas that we don't have enough positive um well, so non-biased platforms yeah. where we can just we can just be ourselves absolutely and I, I think that what you said there about the cooking together the doing everything together that's kind of slightly lost but we can through I believe I like believe this, it's you know? coming back you know because yeah. I, I think I said to someone the other day, I said I I I did something and um over the weekend um something happened within the immediate family and I said I said I'm gonna cook dinner Mm. And I think I fed like ten of us all in one go. Nice. And it was just really nice to do the stew chicken, the rice and peas, coleslaw, guinea sponge on the side, and yeah. kind of say like the pot's there. We're yeah. all gonna eat. So I think that you know, just having that thing as as a family unit as well, we're, we're losing those elements because we're too busy doing a lot of other things. Much, yes. And things that will long term don't have any substance. Yeah. Yeah. And hold that thought. We will come back to that after after this song, okay? So this Thank is your you. next song. Thank you. Keep your George Flea, the Sal Malaysia. Joy McKay, Mumra, you doing good? And Mark from the Jean out of Bremen. It's going to be Kai Five to Chanel Taylor. John John. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
John Cam. So saying hi to Heather. Sounds of Optimistic, different version there, Sounds of Blackness, and that's the third gift, Story, Song and Spirit. I just thought I'd play that version, actually, really nice version there. And Maxine? Yes, sweetheart. Why did you choose that um, Optimistic? What was Why was that one of your choices? Oh, Optimistic takes me back to a time where um, it was one of the very first shows that I did, and just from, on my spiritual journey, mm. I always believe that you can be, as long as I keep my head up and I keep looking up and keep acknowledging the Almighty Father, I just believe that you'll get there in the end. You will definitely get there. It may not be an easy road. Yeah. you got to take things step by step. But lyrically wise, as long as you keep your head to the sky, you awesome. can live. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. And I noticed there in your bio that you're a double award winner as well. Yes, ma'am, I am. Awesome. And that's the accolade of live fashion shows, right? Yeah, so I'm, I can't remember the years, but I have two awards. One is a black, what's it, what it called? Black Arts Fashion and Film oh. Award in the Arts, which I won for um, Best Creative Director. Mm-hmm. And another one which I received, I think it's 2019, I'm actually looking at it now, mm-hmm. 2019 for... Um, Oh, let me go and have a look at it, actually. <laughs> 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 I can't remember. Outstanding, is a, oh, outstanding achievement in modelling and community support. That's it. Excellent. And that, so that takes us really to the next question. Um, yes. Why is it important for you to work within your community? Why is it important? Yeah. I believe in giving back. Mm. Um, I, I definitely believe in that sometimes you can reach a position in life Um and you can do everything the right way. Yeah. But until you understand how to serve the very community that may have supported you mm. through times of upliftment, maybe times when you were down, it comes that community is not just the area you live in. Community mm. is those that you have around you. It's like, you know, your family doesn't have to be by blood. Your, your family can be those friends that are just there to support you. Yeah. I'm very much about paying back um leaving legacies mm. um empowering the next generation to work together yeah and that comes through community so if you kind of break the way it's it's come in unity fantastic and that is what it's all about the village we are all a village aren't we yeah and yeah. it takes a lot of us to reach and you know just with just with the lifestyle and the, some of the stigmas that's attached to our next generation and those that are coming up through the ranks mm. The, you know, I believe that some of us are called, some of us have purpose, some of us have things to do, but just through fear and stigmatization mm. and standing out on your own, mm. it doesn't get done. 
I mean, you know, I could throw a question back at you. You know, can we please name positive role models now that we actually see they're actually paying back, doing and putting themselves in favourable positions? Mm -hmm. They tend to move out of areas, move on to better things, and they just don't look back. And, you know, we've been in lockdown for the last two years. Yeah. And then when we Mm -hmm. look back at it, I'm like, okay, show me a, a, a black power couple. Mm. Yeah, in the UK, if you can name me one, I'll give you a tenner now. My husband and me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. you know, but, um, you know what I mean. I do. I, I, yeah. I, I, with the greatest respect, you know, what I mean, just social media has a big dominance in 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 how this generation, this digital age, what they call them, the Gen X, is that what they call? Yeah, Gen Gen, Gen, Gen Z. Z, Gen Z, yeah, Gen, Gen Z, mm, Gen, Gen Z. Z. You know what is that? Generation Z. It's the end of the line, isn't it? That's end the last... of the line. Mm. You know, would you who certainly has to be the end of the line. Mm. It, it, it's about what we knew, what comes together, what brings us together, what what makes us tick as a community. And mm. when we come together, whether it's breaking bread, whether it's eating food, whether it's a party, whatever it is, when we do come together, there is an energy, yeah. a source, a love, a, a flow that comes from us um, mm. as a people that you know is unquestionably powerful yeah so it's about the upbuilding of each other isn't it yeah you know the the elevating of each other not the tearing down and mm. you see that you actually say that you you your workshops that they effectively with all qualities to always educate evaluate yes elevate sorry while informing and, and equipping each equipping. individual with the mm-hmm. tools and skills needed to ensure Equally. a successful journey and we love that yeah we I'm love glad that. you do so do you have any sh- anything coming up in the pipeline? So, um, where are we now? Yes, I do. I've got, like, lots of events coming up at the moment. Um, we're working towards our next Ladies First, which will be taking place on the 6th of May, yeah. 2022, at 125 West Green Road, The Fountain, mm-hmm. um, N15. Um, that starts approximately about 7 o'clock. Plug, plug, plug. Um, which will start with Hands Your Heels. But this is going to be our first our first party night we are taking it back to the 70s 80s and the 90s and with this ladies first we are inviting the gentlemen to come along too nice nice and you're coming as well aren't you Wimber? yes i am i will be there definitely definitely going to be there and i'm looking forward to hearing you and seeing you do we have to kind of dress up in 70s or is it just... No, no, oh, no. Just, it's, it's the music. It's an if you fancy dressing up and coming out in your era, whatever whatever floats your boat. I think <laughs> that's the thing. Um, if you just want to come in your jeans and trainers and your tracksuit, it's still allowed. Yeah. Um, there is no, there's no pressure. What we do long, do is come with your good vibes, come with your energy and mm. come prepared to have just a great night out. Fantastic. So bring it, bring it. That's what, we, that's what you're that's saying. That's what yeah? bring it. And then um, in June, I think it's June, June the 3rd, mm-hmm. um, Ladies First are actually moving onto a boat. So I'm taking a, a night off and we're going to be supporting um, iLive Radio. Oh, I'm plugging another radio session. I won't do that. <laughs> we're actually um, we're going to be supporting um, Colin C mm-hmm. um, and Rebellion Math, a new, a new band that will be launching um, for Nottingham Carnival 2022. And then I think in June, what have we got in June? And June, yeah, then June, yeah. and then July, we've got a, a brunch event. Um, we've got a few things happening in between. Okay. And we're planning to, I've got a community event coming up, um, which I used to do annually. 
mm-hmm. um, which will be late July. Okay. So we're actually looking for vendors, street stalls, um, people that community-based or community services and products okay. or upcoming businesses. So that's going to be like an outdoor style kind of event, which I used to do three years ago. But because of lockdown and circumstances and mm. stuff, we kind of just said, okay, um, we need to stop. We can't physically do what we need to do. But we'll be back this awesome. year, 2022, July. Date for your diary, end of July. Mm. Um, and I hope you'll turn up as well. Yeah, definitely. And um, where can we find where can we find you? Okay, so you can find me on my social media handles now. Um, I would say my best place is to go and find me at Creative Solutions on Instagram. That is probably the best place for anybody to find me. That's Creative underscore Solutions, spelled S-O-U-L-U-T-I-O-N-S. That you'll find me, Miss MG. Some people like to call me because it's easier, it's shorter and it's nicer. It sounds really sharp, actually. Mm, so creative, um, solution, creative underscore solutions. Solutions on my Instagram. Insta. Alternative to that, we've got Ladies First, which takes place once a month, every month. The first Friday of the month. Yeah. The only event in North London where we put the ladies first. Mm. So we'll be there you can always find me there other than that google me put in maxine griffiths and i'm sure i'll come up on your linkedin somewhere fantastic and you can see a link on our all flavors radio group page as well there should be some stuff in there um, great to get hold of maxine because i think i tagged you so if they click on your tag then they'll they'll go straight to where you are so maxine stay on the line please stay in the line and um we we will um kind of just wrap it up i just want to put on some ads right now okay and, go um, ahead so, do your thing right, my girl. love and thank you so much for for coming on and my pleasure any anywhere i can get to talk about and just expand and just coming together with yourself and um the other young lady that's on there thank you for inviting me i i i really do enjoy talking about and just networking and awesome. if the more i can get on live the better it will be so do invite me back fantastic <laughs> darling speak to you in a minute This is the station with all your music in one place. When you're living with cancer, what makes a good day? Getting some answers. I had millions of questions and I hardly remembered anything the doctor said. Mum said call Macmillan. It was just a call and it was free. The Macmillan support line is here to help everyone living with cancer have more good days. So whatever's on your mind, call us free on 0808 808 0000 today. Or visit macmillan.org.uk. Dominution Promotions and All Flavours Radio proudly present We Ready to Party Again Boat Style. Come and party on board the permanently moored Teresa Joanne, King George V Dock, Woolwich Manor Way, E16 QNJ on Saturday the 16th of July. Come and join us for a splendid night of fun, music, vibes and grown-up raving. Your entertainers will be Mosty, DJ Specialist and DJ Shyboy alongside the All Flavours radio team of Ninja Man Lloyd, George Flavours, DJ Laro and DJ John J.E. Playing the best in soca, reggae, Afrobeat, soul and much, much more. Smart dress is essential for this one. The first 100 ticket holders will get a complimentary glass of Prosecco and there'll be food available to buy supplied by Sunset Caterers. Boarding starts at 9.30pm and we party till 3.30am. Get your 20 pounds tickets now from Eventbrite or getyourtickets.co.uk We ready to party again Are you? Snapback FM presents a night called 
keeping it simple on Friday, 29th of July at the Refreshment Rooms. Entertainment on the night from Mr. Funky, DJ T, Mr. Jams, Mr. Viking, DJ Tibbs and DJ Specialist. Doors open 10pm to 4am. First 50 tickets are £5, already selling fast. Then it's £10 advance tickets and more on the door. Location is Refreshment Rooms, 25 Broadway, London E154BQ. More info on tickets, birthday bookings, hen nights, stag nights. Call 07930-495581 or 07831-540-449 or contact any of the DJs. Keeping it simple, no gimmicks. Bringing you good music and good vibes. All Flavors Radio is now looking for radio presenters. Email us at info at allflavorsradio.com. Broadcasting worldwide, online, 24-7. All Flavors Radio. Okay, so we are back online. And thank you so much, Maxine Griffith, for coming in and telling us about your conceptual creative consultant um, fashion industry mentorship and we really look forward to working alongside you in the future so naturally Lily, what is the first question of the evening can men suffer abuse at the hand of a woman Your thoughts this has come off the back of um what has been happening of late defamation of character um of johnny depp which his wife basically said that he had physically abused her Mm. in in so many words um and then it's come out that actually he was the one that's being abused by her um and it it it's brought up a lot of conversation about whether um, men can be the victim of domestic violence and obviously we know the answer to that question is yes yeah definitely but i think the the difference in that question is how many men actually come forward about suffering from domestic violence and abuse mm. um, in their relationships. And I think the answer is not many. Yeah, because they say, well, while it is a general perception that pain of domestic abuse is something endured by only women, yeah, violence against men is more commonplace mm. than it's often realised. Yeah. And we know that abuse isn't just hitting, mm-hmm. whereas in the case, obviously, with Johnny Depp, she even severed his finger. She left feces in the bed. I mean, claimed it was him. Yeah, uh, in in some instances, I I wonder because women do go through through a hard deal as well when it comes to domestic violence, and we have spoken one in three women are murdered a week when it comes to domestic violence. But sadly, someone in the Facebook group said that their friend, I'm going to find it, had just been buried. Unfortunately, let me see if I can find it. Um, stating that they'd had just buried a young person because of that very that's right i just buried one of my cousin's son last week because of this so he was being abused he was being abused so i don't know what the situation was in that regard and um that's very very sad as well as some um, we, we will share some of the other stories that men have actually written on the page and i really thank you for being, being so open. transparent and, yeah. and sharing your experiences because this is real yeah and it's it's a quite a 
not a sensitive topic, but it's definitely a topic people are thinking about because I posted something this week in reference to the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard situation. And one of the things that really aggravates me about this whole thing mm. is in situations where woman is quite clearly being assaulted, abused and victimized by a man um, in the public eye, for example, he would automatically be brought up and he would lose contracts. He would just be, I mean, look at what's happened to Will Smith. Yeah, Mm. (laughs) that was man on man crime. So it would happen. In this situation, it's quite obvious that Johnny Depp is the person that's being abused Mm. and she still has contracts. She still has a film that she's plans to finish shooting after, like mm. um, recording after this. Whereas he's been taken well, so off of some. If they don't take her to jail. Well, yeah, but this he's been taken off his contracts. Mm. But actually, and it was literally as soon as there was this defamation of character, as soon as it came out that old oh, Amber Heard said this about Johnny Depp, his his contracts got taken away. The only people to stick by him was Dior. Right. For he's um he's got an advert with Dior and it's launched, gone, everyone's seen it. Yeah. It's in the public eye. But everyone else just kind of was like, no, nah, we don't want to deal with you. That's crazy, isn't and it? And it, it's sickening. Yeah, it, it's it's crazy because when you look at the figures, it says that they were up. Um, this is like 2018, 19% from 174, 174,733 or from 73,000. What, fig- what figures were up? So just explain that a bit more. So it says, um, male victims of domestic abuse was its own freedom of information, finding that a quarter, 174,733 of those reporting domestic abuse to the police forces in England and Wales were men up from 19%. Were men up from 19%. This was back in 2012, so... I'm not too sure. So it, what... from 2012 to 2018, the numbers had increased from 73,000 to 174,000. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a massive jump. jump. And I'm sure that number would be even more now based off of a lot of people working from home during yeah. Um, COVID. Yeah. So as well as um, men, women being abused, men were definitely part of, mm. in that category. And the funny thing is, it said Johnny Depp said that Amber Heard, is that his mm-hmm. wife's name? £50,000 worth of damage to his house, she caused as well. Yeah. So, you know, when a woman, we used to laugh when someone would say, oh, my wife hit me over the head with the frying pan. Well, that was actually a wife being abusive to her husband. Hmm. Okay, so let's have a look at some and of these. And it says, it says yeah. here that... Um, the findings were mirrored in an annual crime survey for England and Wales, which found a quarter of all domestic abuse crimes in 2018-19 were committed against a male. So a quarter of those cases were were against men. In the same year, 16 men died at the hands of their partner or ex-partner. And that's 16 men that is made obvious compared with the 80 women, according to the Office of National Statistics. The crime survey st- surveys stats also showed that 3.8% of men, which is equivalent to 786,000, and 7.5% of women, 1.6 million, were victims of domestic abuse. Can I just say there's a massive disparity there and I feel like this number for men is underrepresented mm. because we know that females will hide 
Yeah. That's a lot of females will not say if this is happening to them as well. So if you think in a in a system where it's culture where the culture is to accept women get domestically abused and even then they're not wanting to come forward can you imagine how much more so men are just sitting behind doors and be like no she's not abusing me she's just upset wow and there was there was another case that i saw of late it was the woman she was actually abusing the the young man she did end up killing him she Mm -hmm. shot him and said that he shot himself (gasps) but then it turned out that that they that the mother would not rest until they investigated mm. and it turns out that she that it, she did shoot the partner and, and even she's inside and even still as well i know amongst men mm. there's the um suicide rate amongst men is actually higher yeah um than it is amongst women i think it was something like 44 percent of male deaths is caused by um them taking their lives and i wonder how many of those instances were because they were being abused yeah. obviously this is speculation and we're not speaking on statistics but it is common knowledge that men are less prone mm. to state if something is happening to them than women are and that is based off of culture that's based off the fact that you're a man you're supposed to be tough. masculine and tough and yeah. take Do what's, what's scary though what's sad about this whole situation is that it's had to take a high-profiled couple mm. to expose d- this domestic abuse uh, amongst men. Yeah. And had it not been for Johnny Depp and Amber... Heard. I can't remember her name. Heard. No one would really be talking about it, would they? Yeah. If we're really honest. I know that we have kind of touched on it uh, when we first started on the, this show. Mm. However there's a lot of things coming to light again with the narcissistic behavior of Jada Pinkett Smith is another I think one she's there an as, well. as well and um you know so and this is amongst celebrity couples because even in that situation yeah. with with I know we've spoken on this but we're not going to stick on it but even in that situation between Jada Pinkett and Will Smith her behavior and her coercive behavior mm. can be seen as bringing on abuse the way that she responded to certain situations Mm. and how she's had aired her her laundry out and has no no regard for her Mm. husband's feelings to me that's almost it's brinking on the 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 line of abuse and someone made the the point that his response um a couple of weeks ago where he hit um chris rock yeah was an accumulation. It wasn't in the moment that he got vexed. Mm. It was, this is an accumulation of five years of you dragging my name through the mud and me becoming a meme. But they're wanting to prove something as well though, isn't it? But I don't even think it's about proof. I I think he just got into the point where he was so, he, I needed to. But at the end of it all, naturally, Lily, at the end of it all, she turned around and said that was a silly thing for him to do. Which makes (laughs) me say that she's the abuser. Isn't that, it's narcissistic behavior. It's so isn't it? narcissistic. And like you said, coercion, coercion. That is re- this coercive. It's called coercive control. Mm. That's related to an issue of domestic violence against men. It's coercive control. A survey of into of two thousand three adults in late twenty eighteen by West London solicitors IBB found an equal portion of men and women. That's thirty four percent saying they had been um, being coerced or been in a coercive or controlling mm. relationship. 
And those are those are statements as simple as the woman saying, oh, if you leave me, I'm going to do this to myself yeah. or faking a pregnancy, things like that, where it's you, you, you trap the other person in a relationship. And I know people out there are mostly, oh, you can't trap someone, but you can. Mm. Because if someone doesn't have strength within themselves or someone is made to feel guilty about a situation, yeah. then it's very difficult to turn around and walk out of that situation if you think someone's going to harm themselves or if you think that now you've got responsibilities that you can't walk away from. And that is, the, that is what coercion is. It's making mm. that person feel guilty for leaving a situation because you've created it's a toxic situation that yeah. they need to get out of yeah and the funny thing is especially in this day and age now as well because it says some of them are saying that, that they're in fear or they suspected that their partner's spying on them i know with those iphones i've i've seen this that they've put on the tracking so that they could see where they are some people <laughs> some people watch the the mileage on the on the car on the car to see where the person may have gone Mm. They control the spending, yeah. So the women are controlling the men's spending. Mm. They're going out um, earning, but the women are controlling what they can spend their money on, as well as, like we said there with Amber, I can't remember her name. Amber Heard. Intentionally destroying possessions, mm. deleting important emails and texts, and so on and so forth. Even taking their phone or their tablets away. Yeah. I mean, that's that is a lot of effort, isn't it? Mm. That's a lot of effort for you to go through all of that. And it, it, I do think people that create these situations are mentally ill. I do. Um, but it's, it's even looking at the list is, is making me feel tired. Yeah. It's, it's a sad, it's quite sad. It's quite funny because it says there as well, yet 48% of men, they didn't respond and said they did nothing about, um, this kind of behavior towards them compared to 33% of women. Because like yeah, a said, woman will be like, why are you tracking my phone? Yeah. <laughs> Give me my phone back. <laughs> Whereas the men, they, they just won't say anything. Off, yeah. And they'll just take it. We're going to go in and look at some of the comments um, in Facebook and let us know what you think. Uh, call us on 07895134713. That's 07895134713. We'll see y'all in five. My name is Lettucey and the music is As the world turns and the moon fades and the sun begins to
Joseph Ladisi there. Think of you. So we're going to continue the discussion here on the question. Uh, can a man suffer abuse at the hand of a woman? And we're going to go to our comment section in Facebook just to see um, what some of the comments are, as well as some of the experiences that, that some men have suffered as well. So um, Gary King says, just uh, yes, just watch a programme on the TV and the wife got seven years in jail. The, the man did nothing, but he loved her, was sad. And that's something that Johnny Depp said. His mum was abusive to his father. Yeah. So when the uh, the someone asked the solicitor, asked him, well, why did you stay? This is another really crazy question yeah. to ask someone that's been abused. Why did you stay? Because obviously they're in it. He said, because my father did. Mm. That kind of reached me. But it's the same situation. And it's the same cycle with women yeah. that were brought up in abusive households where the dad beat on the mum. They will... A lot of the there's a very high percentage of those women that then go into relationships and Same. think it's normal yeah. for their man to be on them because that's how they were raised. Yeah. So for Johnny to say that, well, my dad stayed with my mum. Wow. That's a normal situation for me. So yeah, hence that's why I stayed because mm. it's what he's used to. That's very sad. Sad. And Mohammed Jalla says they suffer all the bu- the abuses in the world far more than women. And I think they take a lot. Men take a lot mm. from women. You know, like, oh, uh, you know, some of us nag. Nagging is a form of abuse. No, it's not. <laughs> it's a form no, of abuse. It's not a form of abuse. Nagging <laughs> is not a form of abuse. No, no, like no, 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 no. Verbal abuse is different. If it's, if it's, you just no, it verbal abuse. Nagging is not verbal abuse. Nagging is when you ask them to do something. They said they were going to do it and they still haven't done it yet. And you have mm. to keep on asking but you said that you was going to take the, the, okay. the, the bin out and you haven't done it yet. But you said you was going to take the... But most men do oh, I'm just going to do it myself. That's, that's nagging is not the same as verbal abuse. Wow. <laughs> DJ Eddie Rankin says, definitely my brother was stabbed to death by his woman oh, in 2005. Oh my goodness. And I mean... Wow. You know, these guys are sharing their experiences. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I said, I know a woman that used to stab her her husband every time they had an argument. I know a woman like that. But they was they 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 had a volatile relationship as well as they were both. Well, he was on drugs. Yeah, but it still but doesn't that still cause. doesn't it doesn't merit you turning around and stabbing up. I'm surprised she never killed him. Yeah, and you would think when it comes to the point where you're now using that kind of violence, like okay. Throwing a, an an iron across the room and all of that kind of stuff, that's extreme. Yeah, but if you don't be... hit him, it's not it's, it's still abuse, but you haven't physically touched him. When you start when metal starts touching the skin, you need to leave. Mm. I know it's easier said than that, but for the woman that's being the abuser, it should be you should be able to remove yourself from that situation. Yeah. In Johnny Depp's step case, he you hear him say on the on the recording mm. Um, you were doing this, you were doing this, so I had to remove myself from the situation. So if he can have the wherewithal to know that this is this is escalating now, hand, let yeah. me leave. Mm, why mm. would you follow? And the thing is, if if he raised his hand or if he raised his voice, oh my like, goodness, all hell will break loose. I don't know if you're gonna beat me. And you then see? he would have got arrested straight away because he's go. a man. Yeah, 
Yeah, but the police coming into that situation wouldn't think, oh, well, the woman's beating on the man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so verbal, mental and emotional abuse. Only yeah. one Bracey says it. verbal, mental, emotional abuse is abuse mm-hmm. in cases dependent on how you treat another person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So John Mason says, unfortunately, all human beings have great potential to be highly abusive. That's why I choose to spend most of my spare time hanging with cats. That's terrible. But I said cat scratch too, but she says that cats are loyal. <laughs> if it's your cat, that, that they're quite loyal and they won't scratch you. But yeah, so you end up... Alone. Not, yeah. Or with your cat, isn't it? But it's, it's a very serious topic because as we've seen, I think it through this whole feed, there was about four men. Here's another man here, John Walter. Yes, I... I did in past. My ex was nut job and look locked me in the house for weeks. My siesta in end sister thing end. Oh, sister in the end had beat her up. Released me. This this was first. Oh, this was the first time I was scared of women, and I, and it partly is the reason why now I don't fully trust people anymore because she ruined my life. That is so sad. Yeah. So it's another one. In this whole feed, there was so I tell you, so many people opening up, um, yeah, opening up to the fact that they have been abused by women, mm. as well as there's another one down here as well. Like George Williams said, he buried one of his cousins' sons last week because of this. Mm-mm. Yeah, and Michael Duncan says a woman, um, women are not prepared to hear it. They're not. We're not prepared to hear that women can be abusive, mm. and it's seen. It's seen the reaction on some faces when guys have opened up. And it's really hard for a number of women to look at men like victims. Mm. Not all, but it's something I've seen. I'm going to attest to this. Yeah. Because Mm. as much as I am an advocate for men, I'm also very awkward. Right. And if someone comes to me and says, my wife's beating on me. My knee-jerk reaction is going to be to laugh. And it's not because I'm trying to undermine you in any way or whatever. It's just because I'm awkward. Because hearing that from a man, that your woman's beating, you want to be like, what are you talking about? Well, like, how are you going yeah. to be? But then you, obviously, through discussion, I would have that discussion because I think it's important to know that they get heard. Yeah, yeah. Because... As a woman, even a female coming to me and, and saying, seriously as yeah, well. even even that in that instance, some I can't remember if she said it was her mum or her or her. It was a it was a family member mm. that was um, coercing her into doing something that was gonna get her in trouble and the family member, and that is extremely serious. Mm. And it also happened on the flip side where a male had come and said to me, "This is what's happening in my house, yeah. and I don't know what to do about it." And in both instances, it was, it was I wouldn't say it's as far as domestic abuse, abuse, but it's, it was a serious safeguarding mm. issue, mm. and they were both as bad as each other. But when you get the response from the male. It's kind of like, well, I've just got to deal with it, you know. Yeah. And... But you shouldn't have to. And this is a point. This is, like you said, you're awkward. And that you, you might laugh in that instance because you, you would never expect to hear that from a man. Yeah. But it would take a lot of courage from him to, to have come. to say, yeah. listen, I'm, my girlfriend's beat me up or my girlfriend's abusing me. Yeah. Whether they'd say that or not. Anyway, it said there, didn't it, 40 odd percent 
say they don't do nothing about it anyway. Yeah. And that's a scary fact because already in this feed, there's been two people that have lost their lives due to Domestic being abused violence, by yeah. a woman. So Dana Del, um, Real Logan says, well, yeah, an ex tried to kill me with a knife. No joke. Mad cow. Slice my hand. My um, backside was nearly shish kebab. And he, and he goes on to say some expletives and stuff there. So he was sliced. He was sliced. I honestly think when it gets to that point, that she just needs to leave. Yeah, and there's another one here on the... This one puts... Is that a million percent? A million percent. So he's been with a woman like that and was only like that because she knew it, I wouldn't hit her. Yeah. Anyway, again, they get their friends to beat up the girls because one of them got the sister. One of the sisters beat up the woman there. I mean, so I don't think that's right. Violence, but, you know. I don't think that's right, but I think it's... The <clears> reason why they may set another woman on on the partner is because they know that the police are not going to do anything about it. Yeah. Because yeah. even in normal domestic violence... It's uh, not normal. Even in female domestic violence situations, it was something I was watching the other day and this woman ended up losing her life because of police negligence. Mm. She had constantly been to the police and said, he's doing this, he's doing this, he's doing this. And eventually the, the police removed him from the situation after how many attempts and said, you're not allowed back in the house unless one of us is escorting you. Fine. He then said he wanted he needed to get back into the house. So he goes to the police station and says, I need to go and pick up my stuff from mm. her house. And instead of the police officer saying, you're going to have to wait for someone, the police officer turns around and says, well, no one's free right now. I'm sure you'll be fine. And that is the instance. That's all that it was needed for him to go into her house and kill her. So this is why people won't go to the police because mm. they don't take domestic violence serious anyway. And they have this this rating system where they're like, well, you're not your life's not really in, in danger. And I can assume that if it's a man, they'll be like, well, you're a man. Deal yeah. with it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's very, it's very sad. sad. Situation. If you are a man listening, if you know any men listening that are going through, uh, possibly going through abuse, you know, one is getting them to open up about it. And there are organisations. And there's this Mankind website. There's a, um, a website called Mankind. Yeah. And um, it's well worth um, checking it out. Mankind.org.uk. Yeah, mankind.org. And there's a helpline. Should one. put it in there? Yeah. 01823. Yeah, I'm just going to post it into the chat box. 01823-334-244 to speak to someone confidentially. Mm. And their website is mankind.org.uk. UK helping men escape domestic violence so this one is specifically for men um like we said we know it's not easy for for men to come out and and actually the conversation that we're having today was knee-jerked by what's happened with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard who knows if this didn't happen when this next conversation would have actually mm -hmm. happened because it's not something that's talked about regularly we always talk about you know fem female abuse and things that are happening to women and how often like a woman a day or something loses yeah. her life at the hand of a, a partner. Um, but the shoe is on the other foot, so men need to be heard as well. So absolutely, this organisation is there for you. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's a deep topic and that could take a whole yeah. show really to, to speak on that, but get help if you are in that situation. So, Lily... What is the best relationship advice someone has ever given to you? 
I've got a couple of good relationships advice. Yeah. One was about finances. Mm. And it was that you should have four bank accounts between the two of you. Okay. You should have one joint account where you both put money in and all your bills come out of it. Mm. You should have a savings account for you to put your savings in for whatever you're both saving for. Yep. And then you should have your separate accounts. Okay. So that's where you spend your money on, what you want to spend it on. It's yours. Mm. You don't dip into each other's pockets. And when we first started um, dating, we obviously had our own bank accounts, whatever. But into about year three, I think, of marriage, mm. we still had... No, it wasn't that far in. It was maybe 18 months in. We still had our own bank accounts. So one was paying this bill, one was paying that bill. Everything was in my name. So it was like, it was awkward. Um, and then we moved house and we got a joint bank account. I would never look back. What because it's the most... It's the easiest way to one, track your spending mm. and recently it was taken a long time but recently jay has got the app of our bank on his phone mm. so instead of having to say oh can you send me this or can you do this and can you do that you can literally just go in pay what you need to pay do what you need to do the joint account's mm. there that's what we use to pay our bills and stuff it's so much every single <laughs> couple should have four bank accounts there you go that's so that's one of the best relationship advice someone's ever given you that's that's good advice that's yeah. good advice although I don't think Ken and I have ever had a joint bank account. Oh. No. You know, however, <sighs> we 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 managed funds quite easy amongst mm. us, so that's that's okay. Um, I think for us is don't let the sunset with you in a provoked state. I don't agree with that one. I agree with it fully. <laughs> Go on. So don't stay angry for too long. Oh, yeah. With each other. Like, you, you might um, have a... A, a, a disagreement mm. but don't take it over into tomorrow or next week so Wait, should we more say next week than tomorrow don't take it into tomorrow it's still gonna fester tomorrow no. do, you, do you think you should have disagreements yeah it's normal for people to have disagreements everyone's gonna have disagreements mm. but it's how you get through those disagreements mm. so yeah don't don't carry it over because when you carry things, it's like a burden. Your heart uh, hurts, mm. and you get this in the, your solar plexus. You get this like pain of like you want to forgive, but you don't. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever felt that. And um, yeah, like you want to say something, but because you're vexed. Yeah, <laughs> you it's not nice. What are your thoughts out there, listeners? <laughs> what are your thoughts? What's the best advice someone's given to you if you? In a relationship, what's the best advice that someone's given to you? Don't tell people your business. Yeah, that's another one, yeah. But no, especially, especially your personal, like, um, say if your man's really, you know, his... <laughs> let's, let's, let's forget that no, one. No, you oh, were no. going there. I was not going... <laughs> <laughs> My day was going to get there. I was thinking in the sense of... Fine. So, we, uh, we, have, we have a couple that are our brother and sister. They are literally our flesh, yeah? <laughs> I think they are the only people that know us inside out. Mm. And even then, you obviously got, you, you got to have your boundary as to what you do share with other people. But they say, you know, when you're, when you're having problems, you don't go and voice out your problems no, in your workplace you and things like that. That's your, because yeah. people, like, people like to see um, suffering. People yeah. like to see suffering and especially people around you that may not have the the most 
kosher you know the best intentions that's that's what i'm looking for the best intentions the moment they hear there's a bit of unrest Mm. it makes them feel good it's like it's like it feeds them yeah so you must keep your business to yourself nobody tell nobody ashley says no one's told him anything he's just learned through mistakes so (laughs) sometimes it is good to take advice yeah (laughs) sometimes it's good to take advice and that's the thing with advice you can take it or you leave it if you think it's going to benefit you then you apply it if you don't if you don't think it's going to benefit you then don't what's that we're not reading that one it's okay oh okay. i've not that's, seen this I'm, I'm just looking at the ones on facebook I, and i mm. oh yes, maxine griffith anthony yeah maxine griffith says never take serious relationships advice from someone who's never been in a serious relationship yes a hundred percent this is can i tell I, a story you can tell a story quickly i mean a we're running story. out of time i have a very good friend who is in a relationship something happened in their relationship this is many many moons ago something happened in their relationship and the, all the friends that didn't have no no one were giving it ah, this person no because they don't have nobody to be able to give you relative lived experience. The people that were in relationships were a bit more level-headed. Do you know what? Think about this, think about this, think about this. And with time went away and thought about it and did what they needed to do. How can a single person tell you how to be in a couple? How can an unmarried person who's never been married tell you how to be married? If you've never been a mother, how can you tell me what birthing is like? Yeah. But that's what a lot of Lived professionals experience. are like. A lot of professionals that don't have kids or in many cases... Oh, I've started TikTok relationships, It's the same. So, yeah, um, Peter Bowler says to not take relationship advice from others. Yeah. Well, yeah. And you've got to work on yourselves. You've got to work as a couple um, within a relationship and you've got to find out what works best for you. Mm. All right? And I think, Lily, yeah, you're saying about not taking, hearing your personal laundry no, out. not at all. That's a good one. Um, uh, bank account sharing, mm. um, so forth, as well as don't go, don't let the sun set and you be provoked and angry at your partner. Mm-hmm. You know, just settle the argument, just settle it, and then you can both, you know, Sweet make food. love and be happy. There you go. Lily. She wanted to get that one in there. <laughs> she was itching to get that one in there. I'm gonna read from our book, a thousand and one little health miracles. Simple solutions that provide big benefits. And I've chosen immunity boosts. Grab a grape. Grapes, especially especially those with seeds, and we should not be eating seedless grapes anyway, Mm. guys, could boost immunity by inducing the production of important cells known as T-cells, which play a key part in protecting against viruses and bacteria in the body. So grab a grapes. Grapes that have seeds in them, they're good to help boost your T-cells and fight off those horrible infections because there's loads going around at the moment. Yes, there are. There are. We're just getting over one. I don't know what it was, but they say it could be Summer residual cold. of, um, you know, certain things. So just going to give a shout out to all the DJs on the show doing an amazing job. Um, George Flavors, thank you so much again. Um, you can catch George on a Saturday and a Sunday. Um, DJ Nige. Tomorrow will be Charlie Muir as well as Darnell the Therapist. So lock on, get locked and check out the schedule for DJs playing on the show. So give it a big shout out to Mark Philogene, uh, DJ Slim, 
as well as John J.E. We are looking forward as well, guys. We will be running a competition very soon in order for you to win some tickets on, for the boat party that we have coming up in July, on July the 16th. So check out the the website, www.allflavorsradio.com to find out some more information there. And um, yeah, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for locking on. Uh, thank you again, Marcia and uh, Maxine, sorry for coming in and letting us learn a little bit more about you and what you do and how you are having an impact in empowering women and the community as well. So thank you so much, everyone, for your time tonight. Thanks for locking on. And I guess all we got left to say naturally, Lily, Eons, we will see, see y'all on, on the, the other side. side. Take tonight. care. Stop.